All right, Chalk Time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Butnanski. Uh, a lot of times we like to preach respons- responsible gaming here on this podcast. Good morning, Chris Scheim. How are you? Good morning, Mutt. I am wonderful. How are you today? Take that back. Good afternoon. It is exactly oh, noon right. Eastern time on Friday, everybody. Oh, you're, watching on, you're watching on Twitch. Hello, Twitch. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, we certainly appreciate it. It'll be in video form uh, as well. If you want to watch the podcast later at uh, twitch.tv slash shine time. Yep. Uh, we're a responsible gaming podcast, Shine. We're doing this for fun, uh, for sort of the game theory of it, the work of it. Like it's sort of our, it's our male crossword puzzle, Shine. if of you course. Were, may sit down and do the New York Times crossword. We like to bet on sports and try to figure that puzzle out. I completely um, agree. Yesterday, we did a very good segment, I thought, on responsible gaming with same game parlays. Sure did. Turns out we should have been very irresponsible because we both cashed comically easy on <laughs> game game parlays. So, uh, new theory: hammer the hammer the same. <laughs> Bet your life on when, a same game. Parlay. Screw the responsibility. Send it in when it's a shitty game like we had last night. When it's when you have a strong conviction, maybe same game parlays are a little more okay uh, than no, we gave them credit no. for. It was what a last terrible night was game. easy as easy as it gets. If you bet under, you probably hit uh, outside yeah. of like Justin Fields rush yards. That might have been the only over in the game. But outside of that, if you bet under, 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 you hit. We hit on uh, under 38, under yeah. 17 and a half for Washington and under 219 and a half for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz didn't even have 100 yards passing. That's how easy that cash was. Yeah. And my uh, I had under, I had two or more sacks for both teams in the first half. I should have jacked that number up. And the under was easy. So we had all that. But there was never a sweat. I mean, Hell yeah. I, I think it was might have been points bet. Points yep. bet paid out the under at halftime. Said, this game stinks. We're paying Holy the under right now. Holy smokes. That's awesome. Uh, but it's a good marketing tool because I yeah, know I sure. would have never noticed it because I can't bet points bet in Massachusetts, obviously. Exactly. But it's a, it's a marketing tool. It's what they do. These books do. But that was a crappy game. And it's why... A couple of bucks. Like I, I paid Shine last night. I paid for a couple no chance uh, DraftKings lineups this weekend. So congratulations, the good friends, at, uh, good people at DraftKings are going to keep my money just to shine on the daily fantasy side with lineups that just cannot win. Possibly. Yeah, and so. I'm going to take the money I won and go right back to DraftKings and bet it this weekend. So <laughs> no saying I win. Even even when they lose, they win. Mm-hmm. With you and I, Shime time. All right. Uh, our Friday podcast is about the picks. We make picks. three picks each. We start with the Patriots normally, Shime. Yep. So I'm going to give you a lean on the Patriots and suggest that we wait until tomorrow morning for the props podcast to really break it down. Only because okay. I think the game is so close. The injuries do matter to me in this game. So yeah, I, 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 if you fair. feel that way, if you have a strong take, you can give it right now. But I will tell you, I think the line is good. And I right now, I am leaning Browns. Mm-hmm. That's my lean, Elaine, the two and a half points for a bunch of reasons. Um, I, I'll tell you, if Garrett's out and Clowney's out and there are other injuries for Cleveland, I feel like that's enough that might be flip it, even with uh, uh, Slappy Zappy at the quarterback spot. So I'd like to wait. We don't have, the, we don't have official uh, designations yet. Can we do our full Patriots breakdown Saturday morning on the podcast? Yeah, I think the full breakdown is uh, tomorrow morning is good. Uh, I, as has already been noted on this podcast, I have shares already in yeah. two and a half for the Browns. I am on the Browns. I still believe in the Browns. I think even with uh, Clowney and uh, Garrett possibly out, I, I, I just I can't see that both of them won't play. But even if they, for some reason, do, I still kind of like the Browns a little less. But I still kind of like the Browns in the game. Uh, I just I don't think this is the spot for the Patriots. I think. 
to me, Zappy doesn't lose against Chicago after watching or after seeing any of Thursday Night Football's game. Oh, you you oh. can if Mac Jones or Bailey Zappy doesn't matter. Either one of them. I mean, Kendrick Bourne could play quarterback, uh, and they'd probably win <laughs> next Monday night. And then and then you get the Jets, which I think is a tough game. And to me, I think one of those two games, whether it's Cleveland or the Jets, the first Jets game has to be a loss in my mind. I just feel like you're not going to go on a complete four or five game run of wins here. One of those is going to be a weird game that ends up being a loss. I'm thinking it's Cleveland because Belichick's history with the Jets. So that's why I'm picking the, the one of the reasons I'm picking the Browns to beat the Patriots this weekend. Yeah, Lee, I have to pick this game uh, on the afternoon show today at 530. You're going with Luke Christian and Mego to make picks. So at least by then I'll have the designations. Yep. So I'll feel more comfortable. I, I, there's a little narrative streak going on for tomorrow night, uh, Shime. If, if Belichick wins... He ties for second all-time in wins ever coaching. He ties Hallis, I believe yep, it is. Correct. Um, and we'd still be behind Shula. And he would do it against his old team, the Cleveland Browns. So a little bit of narrative. I'm sure uh, – trust me, Bill knows this, by the way. Bill cares oh, yeah, he definitely knows about this win record. So a little bit of what narrative. Matters, what matters to him more, though? Passing Hallis with the Bears or passing Hallis by beating the Jets? Probably the Bears, right? Because Hallis coached you the think Bears. think so? Oh, Hallis no. Coach- Belichick wants to stomp the Jets every chance he gets. So, to me, I think that means – so, I, I just feel like that that narrative – I understand the narrative for Sunday's game, you know, tying George Hallis, but it could also be made, well, he passes George Hallis if he beats the Jets after beating the Bears and losing this week. So, I think it can kind of be, be played either way. To be One fair. other non-gambling thought on the game itself, because uh, we spent so much time on the quarterbacks. It is annoying – to keep hearing Belichick talk about Nick Chubb and how great he is, like you, you could have taken him. You, 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 you scouted the team. You took the wrong guy, Nick Chubb. Yeah, he, I was looking at some of the that advanced. Was, is numbers. that is that Belichick's biggest swing and a miss? Oh, I mean, I, the podcast is not long enough, especially for us, you and I, who have hated <laughs> Belichick's drafts. I mean, yeah. I, no, his biggest swing and a miss to me is multiple times in the second round. I forget what year it was, having a chance to take Keenan Allen. And ending up with Aaron Dobson and Josh Boyce yep. from TCU. Was that in 2013, I think. I want to say it was 2013 or 2014. Chris Price, who worked for us for a while, worked for the Globe and just wrote a book on the Hartford uh, Whalers, their history. He and I were, were, were scream, just get Keenan Allen. We we, we yeah. loved Keenan Allen. Like one the one like thing I've ever had right outside the first round in a draft is like Keenan Allen's really good. He'd fit here, put him in the <laughs> slot. And they had three shots to get him in the second round and got Dobson and the TCU kid Josh yeah. Boyce. Yikes. But yeah, I, I will, I'm happy to do in the offseason, Belichick's misses, we actual games to talk about. So we, yep. we can do that tomorrow to open our props podcast. Cool. We will start with the Patriots game. I'll have an official on-the-record take. You'll hear it, I guess, on the record as best I can be this afternoon on Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. We're here to make picks for week six in the NFL. I like this late. won't say I love it, but I like this late this weekend, Shine. There's some good betting opportunities, especially for me in primetime uh, this week. Uh, let's start with this. I need your help, and I should ask you off the air. Yeah, go for uh, it. I, I know I get to go first because yep. I went a tiebreaker because we both won and two last week. Uh, what is my record, your record, and the show record against the spread through five weeks? Not great. Uh, I yep. am six and nine. You are six, seven, and two. So as a show, we are 12, 16, and two at the moment. So we got we got some ground to catch up here. Uh, luckily, the props have helped uh, helped us out a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. We have, I, we've hammered the props. But against the spread, we're, uh, we're a little slow at the giddy up here. Okay. And I will admit, Long I hate season, I hate one of your spread picks this week, so we can get to Oh, that. I can't wait for this. 
uh, in a second. I get to go first. Uh, I'm going to lay a big number on Sunday Night Football, and I want the Philadelphia Eagles minus six and a half against the Cowboys. Uh, okay. Cooper Rush, he is so due for regression. Uh, he five, One of the only five quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to start 5-0 and against the spread. Yeah. Um, he's They've done it against some bad teams. This is where my, my, my thesis here is that uh, the, the Cowboys defensive line is getting all this credit chime, right? Micah yeah. Parsons, I mean, they're what a awesome. job they're doing. They're wreaking havoc, okay? They're going up against, uh, among most people who do this stuff, Brandon Thorne especially established the run, ranks offensive defensive line. He said all year, the Eagles are the best offensive line in football. Yep. So it's the it's this front for the Dallas Cowboys against a mobile quarterback and an unbelievable offensive line. They've been built up. They've been, we propped them up a little bit, the Cowboys. Here are the yeah. offensive line rankings that they've gone up against in this win streak they've been in. Rams, 27th, Washington, 20th, Giants, 16th, Bengals, 28th. They've gone up against the shittiest offensive lines in football. Now, they're still good. I'm not debating that. They're still good. But they get a real test this weekend and a mobile quarterback. So I like the offensive line, defensive line matchup. I love this Cooper Rush regression. I mean, they're average. They're 25th with Cooper Rush's quarterback. They're 25th in yards per drive. Like, they're not doing anything on offense. So it's been smoke and mirrors. I give them credit. They're winning. If Jerry Jones is thinking that like he's the guy over Dak, he's an idiot, but that's perfectly in the range of outcomes that he's a moron. Um, Philadelphia is number one in the, the NFL DVOA defense against wide receivers. So mm-hmm. CD Lamb is in for a tough day against Cooper Rush. And I like this one from the Action Network. This is this is a more of a fun one than anything. So uh they list the party city shine in the NFL as LA, okay. Vegas, Miami, New Orleans, yep. Atlanta. In 2022, teams coming off a trip to a party city, their next game against the spread, 3-9-1. Cowboys were out against the Rams. They okay. celebrated. Now they got a weird travel trip. They go to Philadelphia on Sunday night. So party city, offensive defensive line. Cooper Rush is a fraud. Sorry. That's my theme all week, I guess, is I don't like backup quarterbacks. It's yep. a big number. Some people got it at 5.5, and, and I wish I did. It's sitting 6.5. I want the Eagles Sunday night football against the Cowboys. So you know me, I've loved the Eagles all year. Before the season started, I was high on the Eagles. Yeah. However, I would lean Cowboys in this game. I yep. um I just don't know that there's many opportunities for the Eagles to get a loss this season, and I just don't think that they're I'll be frank, I don't think they're good enough to be an undefeated regular season team. And so to me, one of these divisional games, whether it's the Cowboys or the Giants, is going to be funky and kind of weird. Um, and I think this could be that game. The Giants or the Cowboys are riding really high. Would you, would no, you no, 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 no. I, I, I just want the six and a half. I just okay. think six and a half is too much. Like, I think this should be a big number. I think it should be three and a half or four. I don't think it should be all the way to six and a half. And so that's why I, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I think, I think you're going to get a weird game. I think Philly can still win, but I just think six and a half is too big. So I would lean Cowboys there. All right. You got the Cowboys in primetime with Cooper Rush. Uh, that'll be Sunday night. It's an awesome Awesome, awesome primetime. Uh, well, the, the Sunday afternoon to Sunday night is going to be excellent. We'll get to the Bills and Chiefs coming up. Yep. Uh, pick number one for you, Chris Shine. For those who are new to this Friday podcast, that we get points for our, our, our winners. So we decide who gets to pick first next week. Uh, three, two, and one are the point totals. So my three point of this week is Philadelphia laying yep. the six and a half. What do, what do you want to use on top here? Uh, I'm going to pick the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look at you. Oh, that's a nice place. Right? That's it's nice. nice. A little quarter zip action. It's really comfy. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers laying eight and a half now at the Steelers. 
God almighty, these, this Steelers team stinks. They are so bad. This offensive line is disgustingly bad. I thought Kenny Pickett acquitted himself okay against a Bills team that dominated him. I expect the Buccaneers defense to do very similar things to this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team. They're just they're not able to run the football well. Najee hasn't looked great, and he's lost a lot of his touches. Uh, and on top of that, I just I, – I again, I just – I don't think this Pittsburgh team is very good. So the more I can fade teams like Pittsburgh, the better, and especially because Tom Brady is finally starting to look like Tom Brady again. Mike Evans is healthy. Chris Godwin is getting healthier. Like, this offense is finally starting to coalesce and come together. Um, and so I am I'm, – I'm picking Tom Brady here, and I, I think – Eight and a half is too low. This should be ten. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the eight and a half with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this week. Uh, we're both going heads up in our our top picks. I hate this bit. I, that's why I responded oh, wow. whoa and waited twelve hours to to text you back last wow, night. Wow, it shook you that deep to the core. Like I know you're a Mike Tomlin home underdog guy, but damn, I didn't realize uh, I shook you that hard. Speaking of Mike Tomlin, now from a football standpoint, they should crush. But there's too there's too much Mike Tomlin action here. Tomlin is 37, 15, and one. Against the spread as an underdog from week five four, that is 70, 71%. Yeah, but he's always had Ben Roethlisberger. He's always had, like, the, even the defense this year is not the Pittsburgh defense we're used to. So, for me, I mean, Josh Allen yeah, wasn't yeah, scared on, to go at Minka yeah. Fitzpatric last week. I, you're you're going to get, you're going to push back. So, let me get to the, the three numbers I wanted to Sorry, get. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. So, 71% after week five is a home dog, thanks to the Action Network. At home... 13, 2, and 1, 87% as a home dog. The last six, they've won outright. Uh, and underdogs at home against a Bucks team, uh, underdogs at home against a team coming off a three-game homestand are 32, 17, and 1 against the spread. That's 65%. So you, you're right. I, I have picked it up from uh, uh, Stucky and Chris Raybon from the Action Network that you want to yep. bet Mike Tomlin is a dog at home. It's not a game I could bet because you're right. From a football standpoint, Holy crap, the Bucs are better. Godwin's <laughs> healthy. Evans healthy. They now got the, the young running back. They're mixing it with Leonard Fournette. Like, number one pass defense DVOA against Kenny Pickett. Like, everything says football-wise, bet on the Steelers. I bet on the, the Bucs. The Tomlin numbers say be wary of it. So, I don't hate the football part of it. I hate the trends. And for that reason, I could not touch this game. I'll be rooting for you. Um, but boy, there's a lot of history on Tomlin's side. The other number I want to throw at you though, Tom Brady's record against Pittsburgh in his career, nine and three. So that was a Belichick though. I, it, I, I don't think that matters. I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> 75% win rate against you the Steelers. I, I'm taking Tom Brady. You My and I agree. Brady, Brady greater than sign Belichick in terms Bingo. of how it matters. I was being, being, I apologize. The sarcasm okay. does not play. Over the stream yard chat. All right, so you're going to lay the big points there. Uh, My second pick is going to be – I got a couple ugly picks to end it, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I want the under in Green Bay, New York, the Jets and the Packers. The number is I thought this was a bit of a weird pick by you, so I'm curious your thought process here. They're just two of the slowest teams in the NFL. Uh, So Zach Wilson came back two weeks ago. Before he came back with Joe Flacco, they're actually throwing it, like neutral situation pace. They were throwing the ball. The last two weeks, 62 runs, 60 throws. So they've gone backwards completely. They want to run the ball now. They're protecting Zach Wilson. Uh, Miami, they held them to 56 plays because they played so ugly. Now they play with the rookie. So it's a little bit different Skyler, whatever his name is. Um, but they, Miami only got a 56 plays. McDaniel said after the game, we got to get more plays off, but the jets want to play slow. Uh, green Bay is 31st out of 32 teams in neutral situation pace. They want to play slow and they're coming off the slow slog game in New York. They had to go to London London. Then they came back and I should have looked this up, but either way it plays in my favor. 
you know, they flew back to Green Bay and stayed there, and now have to go back to New. They 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 got to fly back. You know, I'm serious. Fly back to London off the slog game. Now they got to play another slow team. To me, it sets up like a rock fight, ugly game. Both teams in the 20s. I'd be floored if one of these teams got to the 30s. The Jets got to 40 last week thanks to turnovers on the Miami side. Two teams that want to play slow. Uh, one team that is coming off a 40-point game, so the, the number is probably a little bit inflated in the total. Another team in Green Bay that wants to play slow and ugly. And after they had to throw it so much last week, I like getting a lot more Aaron Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon this week. It's an ugly game. I want the under Jets and Packers for two teams that want to play slow. And by the way, two defenses that are not terrible. The Jets defense is seventh. Shine. Really Pro They've been really good this year. League. They've been way better than I expected. Them to be. They're finally being what Salah has wanted them to be all along. Actually, you know what? I, can I call an audible? I mean, you, you can. I think you know. I think you're an audible into this game. I yeah, think I know yeah. what you're doing. That's go, exactly I, what I'm doing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I uh, as my second pick, I'm going to take the Jets plus seven. Uh, I just think the Jets wow. are. I think the Jets are better than people are giving them credit for. I think yep. we're at a point like you know how normally at the beginning of the season we try to find lines where Vegas is undervaluing people. We did that a lot with Jacksonville the first couple of weeks, and it worked out. And I think this is an opportunity to do that with the Jets. I think the Jets in general just have a bad smell around them because they're the New York football Jets. They've stunk for years. Well, here's a neat little fact for you. Green Bay versus passing offenses is like top of the league, except when it's play action offense. Then they become the worst Pass defense in football. <laughs> Mutt, do you know how often the Jets ran play action last week with Zach Wilson? I you're gonna tell me. You're gonna 67% tell me 67% of the time they wow. were running play action. They are gonna run the football with two good running backs in Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Brees Hall starting to break out. And on top of that, they want to run play action with Zach Wilson. Both of those things, Green Bay is awful at defending the play action and the run. I actually really like the Jets right now. They're riding high off of that win in my against Miami. I think they're going to continue that momentum here. Again, as you said, this defense is much better than people give them credit for. And Green Bay is just simply in disarray on offense. They don't know what they want to be. They don't know what they want to do. And it's just whatever they're doing right now isn't working, and they're still trying to figure it out. I don't think this is the game they figure it out. I think there's a chance the Jets win this game outright. I'm taking the Jets plus seven. Yeah, and by the way, the public is with you, and this is surprising. 58% of the bets, so more percentage of the bets, and a whopping 75% of the money right now is on the Jets and the points. And there's a wow. there's a bunch of dogs that look like they could win this week, um, and apparently the Jets are one of them. I'm trying to look at as far as percentage of money. Are they taking – no, there's a, there's other the, – the, the Panthers are taking a ton of money right now. I think uh, in the, the Patriots market. are too. According to John, you were like the third most bet team on the on the slate. Yeah, I'm looking at percentage of money for dogs. Uh, Panthers are getting the most. Steelers are getting the second most. Uh, the next Falcons at five and a half are getting the third most. Makes sense. The cover Dolphins Kings. are getting right. I mean, there there is a lot of money on dogs this week. Um, yeah, I don't I don't hate it, Shime. I I, st- I think I probably started there. Thinking back to yesterday, I started there on this pick thinking, how can I bet against the Packers coming off a London trip um, and ended up just on the under because of some of the pace numbers stood out. When you go to uh, football outsiders and go to pace and just the the Packers, by the way, they are either I said they're they're 31st to 32 teams in neutral situation pace. They're also at the bottom of the list in terms of seconds left in the play clock. So Rodgers literally just runs it down every time. 
Yep. Like they're they're fine playing that way. So well, you're because one of the one of the issues they're having on offense is that they're trying to let Rodgers get to the line and orchestrate a ton of different things, but then it's just ending up being a lot of checkdowns and we or like him just taking a shot down the field and not yeah. actually being able to check into anything because they don't have the right personnel or whatever it is, instead of running it like Shanahan runs it, where it's like call the play, get to the line. You're either running the football, it's play action, point and shoot. And they're not doing that right now, which is why Green Bay is having a, an identity crisis. All right. Do you want to count that as your two point or your one point? That's going to be my two point pick. I'm sliding that right into my two point pick. I'm going to slide the next one down and uh, kick out the uh, the other game, which we can mention afterwards. I can't wait to see what get kicked out. Uh, one more ugly game for me. This game was five when I wrote it down today. It is already on a four and a half. I want the Broncos in Monday night uh, at the Chargers. This is like a perfect they, they they have to make the line this because if they make it too low, people are going to come in and just hand, they they have to do it because public perceptions the Denver Broncos stink. They're actually fourth in, they're fourth in DVOA defensively. I understand the Russell Wilson looks bad, the receivers look bad. They lost Javante Williams for the year, but they're just not as bad um, as, as the record would indicate. And the Chargers are not as good. They should have lost that game last week thanks to some really really bad coaching. Uh, by Brandon Staley. They bailed out. I'm not high on the Broncos this year, but I think she, I mean, you and I talked about it. I'm also not as convinced on Brandon Staley anymore. Um, yeah, and I do think there's a situation here where you just get, you're getting too many points. This is strictly, they, they made it bigger than it should be in this case. Uh, mm-hmm. Four and one against the spread for the Chargers, one and four for the Broncos. That is bound to have some regression here at some point, uh, as will the yardage and point stuff. So they're 31st in points of the Broncos. And again, their offense stinks. They're 18th in yards, so th- they are due to get some touchdown regression to the positive here. Uh, this I want to say t- in the first like four weeks or so, the Broncos have had six red zone trips that ended in zero points. Part of it might be that Albert O, who I thought that was their best tight end, they're like not even playing right now. Yep. Um, and yeah, we saw like Russ- Eric Saubert or something. You saw Russ when he got towards the end zone um, the other day. That did not look good. Uh, I also saw where the Chargers, at least as of yesterday, according to Action Network, were like the most publicly – uh, like in, in um, survivor pools, yep. they're one of the biggest picks. I always like betting you get that. There is a lot of sharp money on the Broncos, folks. I want to get people aware of this. It's one of the biggest percentages differences on the board this week. Um, there is only 36% of the bets on the Broncos right now, but almost 65% of the money. So wow. the suggesting that sharp money on Denver, which I totally get, these teams should be closer. There's no home field at all for the Chargers. I- I've heard very smart people tell me that they, have, they put a zero on it for Chargers home field. It's that worthless because yep. that crowd stinks. And, in fact, a lot of times a visiting team comes in, um, they, they have a better home crowd than the Chargers do. But I just the, the line is too big. It's a, it's a hold your nose and take the points. Uh, I liked it at five. I'll bet it at four and a half. Broncos, dog. And uh, of all the outright dogs this weekend, this would be my favorite. If you want to bet a money line dog, this out of all, including the Patriots, I would take the Broncos on Monday night. Cool. Yeah, I, this is a stay away game for me. I just, uh, I thought last week the Broncos would have a little bit of a get right against the Colts. Uh, that didn't happen. Didn't even come close. So I am going to avoid betting on Broncos games until further notice. That's kind of my personal yeah. mandate. Uh, I respect you for having the balls to do it. I just can't do it. It's like you go to a re- you go to a restaurant. Maybe you like the restaurant, but you get a bad meal. You're taking a break. 
Yep. I'm, t- I'm not going back for a little while. Yeah, exactly. You're not going back to the Broncos. All right. So this would have been your second pick. Yep. Now it's your third pick. What got bumped from two to one? And then what got bumped out of the top? So uh, what got bumped from two to one would be the over of 50 and a half in Arizona, Seattle. Uh, we oh. talked about Seattle's defense, how That's bad a they are. That's a chime chef kiss, folks. Oh, That's a chime nah. chef kiss. 50 and a half is too low. This needs to be in the mid fifties around the same spot as where the Bills KC over under is at like 54, 55. You need to be up in there because Cleveland's defense, or I mean, sorry, the Seattle defense stinks. They're yep. so bad, Terrible. and they make Terrible. everyone look good. What was that um, line? What was that line you gave credit to the Ringer podcast? Yeah, to the funny. Ringer Fantasy Football Show. They are like the uh, Mario Rainbow Strip from Mario Kart, <laughs> where they just give you a speed boost every time you face them. They're, so they, yeah, they're like the Mario Power Up Mushroom at this point. Uh, and so I expect Arizona, who hasn't scored a point in the first quarter yet this year, by the way, to actually do that this year or this game and score points in the first quarter. I think they're going to get off quick. I think you're going to see uh, Seattle continue to be good on offense. Geno Smith has been fantastic. Seattle has been n- oh, nigh on terrible. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, Arizona has been nigh on terrible on defense at times. Uh, yeah, they they're, look pretty they good against by, Philly, but the one thing they have going for is Byron Murphy, who has yes, shut down, it. shut down number one wide receivers, including Devontae Adams. Yeah. Yeah. But if you stick him on DK Metcalf, Gino's going to find Tyler Lockett and he's hitting mm-hmm. like Will Disley and Colby Parkinson. And then this is the Kenneth Walker game too. I think there's a chance Walker yep. breaks out here. Kenneth Walker. Um, here we go. Also, little side note for you, DFS, DFS purposes. I know you'll love I need this. It. Need it. Um, Seattle is Dead last at defending slot receivers. Rondell Moore breakout week here uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, I think. Uh, they they were trying to get him the ball a lot last week. It just didn't work out a lot very often. And now this week, he's going up against the worst slot defending defense in football. It's the perfect opportunity for him to have a big game instead of maybe someone like Hollywood Brown. I think they're also terrible against tight ends, too. I yeah. think. Um, I I think so. So well, yeah. Um, in that Denver game to start the season, they were giving up passes to uh, Andrew Beck and Eric oh, yeah. Staubert, and like, uh, like you were all and, mad the next day you came in. You were mad they were throwing at tight ends. That was yeah. Crazy. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I love the over in this game. I think it's just going to be a mess on defense on both sides. So I just want to invest in both of these offenses, especially my guy Geno Smith. So give me the over fifty and a half uh, in Arizona, Seattle. I actually know the game you bounced because we talked about it off the air. You were leaning towards Jags plus two Correct. against the Colts. I'll give you a little bit of news live on the podcast while we're talking oh. about it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor did practice today. Okay. So he is he is trending towards playing. I'm not sure it would have affected your bet. I think that might be one of the reasons why this thing was at three and it's down to two. It does, it, it does sound like the Colts are going to have Jonathan Taylor after not practicing yep. on Wednesday. But uh, it's a weird line, Chime. I know where you were leaning, but I think of the three picks you made, this is the right one to, to bounce out, given the, a two-point spread right now between the Jags and the Colts. I also, as we were talking Jets and Green Bay, I also just had this thought that this is just uh, – this this Jaguars game is a trap. Like, the line didn't make sense to me when I saw it. Jaguars are two-point yeah. underdogs, yet they shut out the Colts 24 nothing the last time they faced them. I bet on And it was yeah, just like cool. three weeks ago. Yeah. And so, to me, I was like, this has to be a trap at this point. And I'm not going to walk into a trap. I'd rather just – I like the Jaguars, but not bet them. I'll step back away from the trap. I'll see if it actually was a trap. And if it wasn't, ah, maybe I should have invested. And if it was, eh, 
I'm better off for not betting it. So I just, you know what? I'm just taking it off my card entirely. And I would rather uh, find out if it was in fact uh, an Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. I want a t-shirt. I'm not going to walk in the trap. The whole point is you don't know it. You don't know it's a trap till you walk into it. That's why I'm not going to, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going (laughs) to risk walking into it. I'm not going to enter the building. I'm just going to sit outside my car and be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to, I'll get on my phone, make some bets. Yep. You're in the great state. I'll bet on the jets instead. All right. I like your card, except for that, uh, your, your, your buckaroos, uh, your bucks over the buckos, uh, there in Pittsburgh Eagles minus six and a half for me under 45 green Bay, New York, and the Denver Broncos plus four and a half. What's the card look like for you, Chris Uh, So the card for me is going to be Tampa Bay laying eight and a half at Pittsburgh. We got the uh, New York jets getting seven points plus seven at green Bay. And then the over 50 and a half in Arizona, Seattle. All right, so you, we, neither one of us picked this game, but it's the game of the week, and I'm, I'm sure yeah. we'll have some sort of action uh, in and around Kansas City and Buffalo. Uh, I heard the great Nick Costos on your show today detailing why he thinks the the Kansas City plus the points is the right play, Shime. Uh, I can't wait to watch this game. I think yeah. you build any tournament teams in DFS around this game. I'll have some underdog you know, pick-ems, I'm sure, on this game uh, once I, I start looking at that stuff this weekend. But I also know that like Kansas City is 19th. DVOA against the pass. And I guess in my mind, like I, I think Josh Allen is better than Mahomes. And I, I understand Kansas City probably shouldn't be an underdog in any game whatsoever. And Mahomes' record is great as an underdog. Just having put a, a little bit of thought into this this morning, I guess I'd be a square and just I'd lay the points with Buffalo. I, 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 I don't think they, I don't think they keep up. I, I, they can't keep up, I don't think, with Buffalo. They went up against the Raiders. Um, they caught the Raiders four times in the end zone with Travis Kelsey. Buffalo is smarter. They're more talented on defense. Like I tell me why I shouldn't just bet Buffalo with the points and be like everybody else and say the Bills are the better team right now. I can't do that because I am also on the Bills here. I okay. um I'm leaning Bills. I I wanted to make it one of my picks, but I couldn't in good conscience uh pick against Patrick Mahomes as a home underdog. Uh, as one of my three picks. I just couldn't do it. That was the hardest. That was the only obstacle I had to climb. I think they're equally, if not better coached Buffalo is. I think their defense is exponentially better. Offensively, I think they're more versatile. I think Josh Allen agreed with, I agree with you right now, is the better quarterback. I think Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs blow Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling out of the water when you're talking offensive weapons. So to me, I also think, Storyline-wise, Buffalo needs this game more than Kansas City does, right? When you look at it, Buffalo needs to try and exercise some of those demons from last year. Kansas City, if they lose this game, they're like, eh, we still know we're going to win our division. We are roll. We just we beat the Raiders. We beat the Chargers already. We're going to roll over that crappy Denver Broncos team. We're not worried. We're still figuring our things out. Whereas Buffalo needs to win just for like just to get themselves in the right frame of mind. Like, okay, we can win. We can get to the Super Bowl. We can be the top team in the AFC. They need to do that just for themselves at this point. So for me, all signs point to Buffalo winning this game. So it's an important game for us long-term, Sean, because of our Lamar Jackson MVP bets. Yep, um, I agree. So let's, whoever, the winner of this game will be the favorite in the MVP. And Josh Allen is a pretty significant favorite right now. There's a, a scenario where if La, Lamar goes and plays the Giants this weekend, Giants coming off their trip uh, over to London, and by the way, what, they're, they're, they have a good defense. I'm not ripping the Giants out to a great start, but they're 4-1. and one. They've had a lot of 
positive luck in their favor. And they're, they're, they're past, their past defense is terrible. I know Bateman's not going to play. He's not a practice today. So it's going to be up to Andrews and DuVernay and everybody else. But if, if Lamar has a requisite Lamar game, mm-hmm. he's going to second in the MVP voting. He's going to yeah, leapfrog yeah. whoever loses that game. Correct. And then he's got all these primetime games, including the Bucks, in a couple of weeks. So this is a big week for us. Not Josh Allen and Mahomes are going to do their thing. Yep. We need Lamar against the Giants to have a good Lamar game. Assuming he does that, he goes in that second spot. And then all he has to do is go on a nice little run in some of these primetime games and their fat, juicy part of the schedule. And he is right there. So yeah. we, we need to keep an eye on Lamar against the Giants. I don't think either Mahomes or Allen's going to struggle, so I'm not counting on that, but I'm really just hoping for Lamar to bounce back. He did not play great in that Sunday night game. They won it, but he did not play great. He hasn't played great for two straight weeks. He he didn't play great against the Bills. He didn't play great against the Bengals. Uh, To be completely honest with you, I'm a little nervous. I love Lamar. I think Lamar is still one of the best quarterbacks in football, but this Giants team right now is the best coached team in football. Brian Dayball has done more with less than I've seen in a very, very long time. And I know that their schedule hasn't been the most difficult, but you go to London, you beat Aaron Rodgers with Daniel Jones basically on one ankle, and you're missing your top four receivers and your top two corners, and you still beat Aaron Rodgers. That shouldn't happen. Um, And so, in my opinion, I I just – I think it's more so uh, I'm nervous of what Dayball and and Wink Martindale are going to queue up against Lamar. Wink Martindale loves to blitz, absolutely loves it. He sends the house and creates chaos like no other defensive coordinator in football. Prior to this Good. year, Lamar Good. Lamar wasn't Good. great against the, the blitz. He's been awesome this year, this year. This year he has been awesome. I agree with you. And so I'm hoping that works out to our advantage. But to say I'm nervous is a bit of an understatement. If you're building tournament teams in DFS this weekend and don't have at least one skinny stack of Lamar and, and Mark Andrews, I, I think you're doing it wrong. That's just yeah. my that's just my take. One other game I want to ask about. It's 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 not one I I don't have a bet on it yet, but there's a lot of money shine when you look at the where the bets the bets have come in so far. There's a lot of money on New Orleans uh, this weekend. They're at home against. Uh, I want to pull this up here yeah, against the Bengals. Bengals. Uh, only twenty percent of the bets, but forty six percent of the money, which signifies a lot of big bets on New Orleans at home as a as a home dog. There, eighty percent of the bets. In, I'll say it a different way. 80% of the bets are on Cincy, but only 54% of the money. Yeah. And I I, I want to bet Cincy here. I think this is so the, do I. this is the game they get loose. Uh it's it's a narrative street thing here, but you get Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase back to New Orleans. Um Lattimore did not practice, so maybe he'll play. I've not seen the report today. Um, but if he were not to go, that'd be huge for them. T. Higgins limited today a practice for the Bengals. I understand that, but uh all the sharp money is on the Saints. Uh, I am leaning on including Cincinnati on something this weekend. It sounds like you would feel the same way and lean that way. Yeah, so there's a couple things. I I just still don't think New Orleans is very good. They faced Seattle last week, and, I mean, Taysom Hill had a one-in-one kind of game. Like, that's not going to get replicated. Oh, bleep that guy. Bleep. Yeah, I'm so I, sick of Taysom Hill. Go New ahead. New Orleans yeah. is so banged up. I, I, I understand T-, T. Higgins might not play in this game, which I think matters, but at the same time, I, I – if you're not, if T Higgins doesn't play and you don't have Tyler Boyd in a DFS lineup or two, you're sorely mistaken because Marshawn Lattimore is going to be on Jamar Chase as much as possible here. Um, 
And so I think if if Burrow is going to throw it a lot, it's going to be to Hayden Hurst and it's going to be to Tyler Boyd. And then I also think Joe Mixon is due for some positive regression, right? He has like the third yeah. most carries in football, oh, yeah. but only has one touchdown. Um, he hasn't been super efficient. New Orleans, not great against the run. You saw it last week. Kenneth Walker broke like a 60-yard run in the fourth quarter. Um, so I think there's an opportunity for a big Mixon game here as well. I really like the Bengals. I think the Bengals, they need to win. Right, they cannot afford to lose another back-to-back. They lose two to open the season. You just lost to the Ravens on Monday night, you or Sunday night, whatever it was. You cannot afford to now lose to the New Orleans Saints of all effing teams if you want to be a playoff team again. Uh, I think the Bengals have to have to win this game. So I am uh, I'm with the Bengals. Well, it's a lot there. All right, we gave you 30-plus minutes of our breakdown on these games. Let us know what you like on Twitter. BetQL Boston on Twitter. BetQL Boston on Twitter. Uh, what your best bet, your favorite bet, uh, what you're most scared of this weekend, what you're going to need this weekend to get home. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast or watching the podcast, we sincerely thank you. Uh, we do this because we enjoy doing it. We hope you enjoy, enjoy it as well. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. You can watch us on Twitch on Fridays and occasionally on Saturdays. Uh, here live at Shime Times page, or uh, you can always go to his page later if you're listening to it. I believe it stays up for some point period of time. Shime, people can go to your page later and watch the video if they wanted to, correct? Uh-oh, Shime froze. Uh, wow, Shime, while well, we had technical difficulties there, which is why this edit's going to sound weird. Good luck editing this because I have no clue what I'm doing. I gave out every winner. While, while we were down, I'm undefeated. So <laughs> Yep, uh, you, you are. Must- you're right. You missed all the picks. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. If you're listening to the podcast here uh, and did not watch it live on Twitch as it happened on Friday afternoon, can people go back and watch it on your Twitch page later? They sure can. Yeah, it gets archived right right on twitch.tv slash time, so you can watch it on Twitch whenever you want. With my fresca uh, here today. Cool, I have a special special coffee mug tomorrow morning, Shine, for the people. Excited. You got the podcast Saturday. Go watch it. On Twitch. Uh, speaking of tomorrow, uh, what time do you want to? Uh, same. We can do like same time as last week, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., something like that work for you? Uh, you need earlier? You need later? Uh, can we do 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. works for me. I'm not, not on the not producer show. Then. I'm not on the producer show tomorrow, so 9 a.m. works great. I can make it to 1030 soccer. Yeah, let's do uh, – it'll be bright and early. Uh, Force me to get up early on a Saturday and get all my work done for props. Let's oh, plan yeah. on 9 a.m. early Saturday morning. You and I, some caffeine and some prop bets, and a full oh, breakdown yeah. of the Patriots. Which, by the way, as we were talking, Denzel Ward, J.D. and Clowney both ruled out uh, for the Browns. So okay. those are significant enough to me where I want to wait to make a pick officially, but I'm leaning uh, – I guess I've been leaning Pats right now. Uh, but that can change in five hours when I go on the afternoon show. Uh, Shime, I like the Buccaneers vest uh, you. you wore Appreciate today. Uh, excellent job by you, as you'll be on the Bucks this weekend. We'll talk tomorrow. Have, what's the What's the Friday night plans? I'll be working. What are you doing today? Uh, I, you know what, Mutt? I might just hang out, play a little video games, have a couple uh, Oktoberfest beers, maybe even stream live on Twitch. Who knows? Oh, that then I'll want good. If it's on during my show, I'll watch you play video games live on Twitch. Perfect. Time. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow morning, buddy. Thank you, Mutt. I'll talk to you. See ya.